thank you guys for your support of this podcast. I want to encourage you, if you're listening and you're not a subscriber, it's free. Just click the subscribe button. Uh, that helps uh, my rankings on iTunes, and it helps us keep track of the number of uh, listeners. I appreciate you doing that. It's free. Uh, tell your friends about it. I also want to thank the sponsors. I want to thank you guys for supporting those sponsors. I want to thank GoHunt.com Gear Shop, my friend Cody Nelson of 20-plus years. He's the optics manager there. He helps uh, J. Scott Outdoors listeners every single day. Uh, if you're in the market for binoculars, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, tripods, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747, extension 2. Tell him I sent you. Uh, he'll take care of you. I want to thank Go Hunt for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. Kuyu is the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. Uh, you can go on my Instagram account at jscottoutdoors and check out. I do uh, reviews. I also do about three times a week a question and answer session with listeners uh, and Instagram followers and answer a bunch of questions about Kuyu. Uh, to find out more about Kuyu, you can go to kuiu.com. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. I also want to thank PhoneScope. Go to PhoneScope.com. Use the JScott19 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount. That is the digiscoping adapter I use on my iPhone X. Uh, and last but not least, I want to thank OnyxMaps.com. Use the JScott19 promo code. Now, you're going to sign up, and then they're going to send you an email, and you use the JScott19 promo code, and that's going to save you 20%. Uh, I love the public versus private land overlays uh, on Onyx Maps. Uh, it's replaced the handheld GPS for me. Uh, I love the tracking. It's got the, you know, the breadcrumb feature that tracks you in and out. And I love the fact that you can scroll from topo to aerial view just by pushing a button. So check out Onyx Maps. Use the JScott19 promo code. Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have a good friend of mine, Mike Hancock of Burnt Timber Outfitters on the line. Mikey, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jay. It's uh, going to be fun to talk to you today about Arizona elk hunting. Before we get to that, uh, usually you do some antelope hunts. Did you have any tags this year or get out, get out in the antelope woods at all? Yes, I've been scouting antelope. I have a client in 3A, but that hunt is one of the late ones that doesn't start until the the first week of October, so haven't uh, haven't got out and actually hunted. Just been scouting a lot and spent a lot of time out in that unit. So those hunts are a little bit later than some of the other antelope hunts. How do you see that hunt going? I know you guys historically have done very very well up there in those units that you like, but how is that first of first week of October season date? You know, I really like it, Jay. The rut seems to be going a little bit more and. And September is always a month that, you know, maybe those really old mature bucks um, actually come out of the woods and will spend, spend time where they're a little bit more visible. It's, you know, it's just like the elk rut. Um, I think that September, September first week uh, is just a little bit early. You know, granted, those, those uh, archery bucks, or excuse me, those mule deer bucks, <laughs> antelope bucks like to spend <laughs> a lot of time with those does, but those big mature bucks quite often, we'll find them single and, you know, hiding out in the trees, but that October date tends to pull them out. So I, I really awesome. like Good. the late October one. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to um, seeing how you guys do. Um, I wanted to talk to you primarily about elk and talk a little bit about the units uh, that you're working this year. 
and what you've been seeing in conditions. So let's just start with we had a wet wet winter uh, and a good spring, a lot of moisture. But what have you seen this summer and then leading up now into we're around the 8th of, of September now, what are conditions like out there? Well, I'll start off with, uh, you know, echoing exactly what you said about the spring and the winter. I, I haven't seen the country look like it did, you know, especially down in uh, lower 3C and uh, down into 3A, it, it greened up. Um, a lot of weeds, but, it, but the uh, elk seem to do really well down what resident elk we do have in, in 3C. Um, and horn growth was, was the best I've seen it in 10 or 12 years from, you know, summer velvet. Um, we have a pretty good group of bulls that we watch, you know, that kind of hang that 3A, 3C boundary. And uh, they just looked, they looked really good this year. Um, the best I've ever seen them. So conditions going into, you know, May and June were, which they've done, you know, 75, 80% of their growth by then. It was looking really promising. Um, we had quite a bit of water in, in the tanks, and the guzzlers were full, and, and it was looking pretty good. But from uh, June and July standpoint, somebody forgot to order the monsoons up here, and, uh, <laughs> boy, it's really dried up. We had a lot of, you know, just sunny, hot, windy days, and you could just watch those dirt tanks just dry up. Um, and it's it's there's still lots of areas in 3A that are that are just brown grass and uh, some of 3A even even still looks like that so spotty conditions you know it, it didn't really hurt the antler growth as far as I'm concerned we're still seeing some great bulls in uh, 3A and 3C and 3B and uh, just the conditions are a little bit different this year you know usually it's green and the elk are for the most part spread out but you know, we do have some groups of, you know, centralized elk where them, where there is a little bit bit of green, and where the uh, the tanks are full. So, uh, Mike, I know, I, think, I know, historically, um, you also will be doing some hunts in Unit One. I understand you're not doing them this year in Unit One, but I'm sure you've been up there. I'm sure, I'm sure you've been around. What are conditions like over in Unit One compared to maybe say 3C? Quite a bit different. I am spending a fair amount of time in 3B, which it borders Unit 1 up there. Um, I have not been over on the far eastern edge, but I know and from what I understand, they do have and have got quite a bit of monsoon over there and some you know timely storms that really helped it. 3B, it looks a lot better than 3C does, especially that upper higher country of 3B, you know, Lake Mountain and up along you know, the uh, southern end of that unit, it looks really good. It looks like a normal monsoon um, summer, other than maybe, you know, the tanks aren't quite as full as they usually are. But 3B, at least the upper upper three-quarters of it looks really good. And, I, and I'm just, uh, you know, assuming Unit 1, which I drove down that road, Unit, unit 1 looks the same up there. So it conditions, um, it does look a lot better than 3C does and 4B. If we don't get much moisture um, for those guys going out in those units you uh, mentioned, 3A, 3C, 3B, uh, 4A, 4B, some of that stuff up there, um, you know, with spotty conditions, are, are dirt tanks literally dry and are the elk congregated? So, you know, for those guys that are listening, they're trying to get an edge on, you know, 
where they're going to go and what have you is, uh, you know, are you finding group where you're finding elk, you're finding quite a few elk, and then there's areas of void? Yes, yes, there is some, uh, generally this time of year, especially around the 1st of September, in our units, those elk just really like to start spreading out. You know, that's really when it, it's, you know, the green is really grown and they're, they're working their way down north. Um, so that's, we're still, I'm still seeing some of that. This weekend I found a number of bulls that have worked their way, you know, down south with uh, a couple of good groups of cows. That picture I sent you last night, you know, just yeah. playing around when you asked if I wanted to do the podcast, that's way down low. And uh, there was a solid 20 cows doing the same thing that they do every year. Um, we we have a number of tanks, at least in 3A and 3C, that have caught caught just, uh, you know, the few isolated big monsoon storms we had. We didn't get a lot of those grass rains. I call those grass rains or, you know, just tenths of an inch, you know, that'll happen a yeah. couple of times during the week and they'll really start to green things up. But, you know, we did have some timely big storms that still move some water around. Scouting is going to be a key this year in some of these units. You don't want to go to one of your spots and find out that, hey, the two tanks within a couple of miles don't have water. And, uh, you know, the, the elk aren't there. So scouting is definitely going to be going to play a key role in that. You might have to do a little running around if you haven't haven't been to your unit in the last couple of weeks. Just seeing where that water is, that's it. Yeah, that's a blessing for us to be living right here. We pretty much out every night, and we're watching these storms and seeing where the water's coming, where it hasn't. So, for sure, you you mentioned antler growth, um, and say it's you know some of the best you've seen in the last ten or twelve years. Um, you know, is is it one of the best years you've seen, or is it just one of the best years you've seen in the last decade? I just think it's the best I've seen in the last decade. You know, back right after the Rodeo Cheteskai fire when we had all that new growth and had some, you know, good good spring and, and uh, good summer rains, you know, the those elk could really blow up. Um, yeah. Same with Unit 1. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where the how, – how it's been this year. Mike, what um, – as far as – you know, elk bugling and, and behavior right now, are we, are we, what are they doing down there? Um, you know, have they been fairly lethargic or are they bugling, you know, surprisingly bugling well or what's the status out there? I, th- I think it's, uh, you know, status quo for this type of year. It's usually shortly after Labor Day weekend we start, you know, it just starts picking up a little bit more every day. Um, I did notice last night, as I was, you know, watching three or four different groups of elk, you know, those elk came out like they usually do at, you know, 5 o'clock, but they came out and then they bedded right back down, and I didn't hear a bugle for maybe, you know, 30, 45 minutes, but as soon as they got back on their feet, um, they got back to bugling, and I think it came from these hot afternoons we keep having. We're not, you know, we're just not getting cooled down with those monsoon clouds and, and whatnot. So evenings have been a little bit, have been a little bit slow mornings. You know, we're even having warm evenings still up here. It's just a hot summer this year up up in our area, and I'm sure it is all the way around the state. So, uh, yeah. you know, you, overall, you it's been about the same. Do you think, I mean, you've seen it where 
the weekend before the hunt where they're just blowing their guts out, I mean, is it almost, do you like the fact that they're not just going nuts though and that, you know, they'll probably save a bunch of that for during those two weeks of the archery season? Yeah, I, I think, you know, from watching the Bulls this weekend and what, what, what we watched last weekend, they're doing the same things. It's just the hot, hot temperatures aren't allowing them much time to, uh, to uh, you know, keep, keep doing it till 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, it was 60, 61 degrees this morning up here. It's actually going to cool down this week from, from what I'm looking at the weather, and, and hopefully they're going to you know, be able to start at 5 o'clock in the afternoon or 4 o'clock in the afternoon and maybe stay up and bugle till 8 o'clock, you know, stay on their feet a little bit longer. But uh, definitely these high, hot temperatures have definitely been affecting them. What do you think about uh, the, the opener um, being a pretty full moon and having those types of conditions for – guys out there listening you know like how do you see it playing out kind of that opening weekend and transitioning through the hunt with that moon period being full right there at the opening day well i'm a firm believer that that moon definitely affects you know elk activity during that time um you know we're lucky to hunt it for the entire month of september pretty much and we always see you know, a typical full moon week at some time during the archery or the early rifle hunt. Um, so, you know, it's not anything new to us. You definitely don't get discouraged and, and start just pushing through your areas and blowing your elk out in my mind, but I'm sure it's going to slow down. About time it gets going, it's going to slow down because of that full moon, but it'll, it'll bounce right back, give them three or four days, and, and those conditions will turn around once that moon starts setting, you know, earlier and earlier in the night. So, uh yeah, it'll just be typical, typical full moon that we have to fight at least one time during the hunt. Yeah, for sure. Mike, uh, moving forward, what are some tips that you'd have for uh, guys that are looking at, you know, ha- you know, this Friday coming up, archery season starting, and maybe some of their first elk seasons, maybe, you know, they're, they need a little bit of uh, tips to, you know, get them through the hunt. What would you say? a few things to that they should remember well you know just first of all probably ready be ready for this these hot dry temperatures um you know that is going to be one more challenge that we're all going to have to to face this year the the hot dry temperatures hopefully all their scouting's done and they've you know or at least set where how the elk are acting and where they're at and uh, you know have a game plan there but just be ready for these hot dry conditions you know, we already touched on the full moon. Um, don't get discouraged there at the front, front end of the hunt, because the last 10 days of the archery hunt I think is going to be really, really good. Um, for some of maybe these, uh, these trophy hunters, there's a lot of good bulls out there. Um, you know, these four- and five-year-old bulls seem to be 330-type bulls this year, and, you know, some of them with extras are, you know, bumping 350. You know, if you're looking for a trophy-type bull, be patient. This is this will be a pretty good year if you can can you know grind it out and you know it's a great opportunity to kill those 375 plus type bulls if you're uh, you know fortunate enough and luck's on your side and and can uh, can get them found um, you know this is a year to kill kill a really good bull. Mike, you know you touch on something that I don't think we talk about enough, and that is you know it's a 14 day archery season. The reality is there's some tough days in that 14 days. Even if it's a great season and everything's going well, 
you know, talk a little bit about the mental mindset of staying tough when things kind of conditions get rough. What do you do personally to just keep plugging away? Well, yeah, Jay, you you hit it on the head there when it comes to uh, to uh, I call it the grind. Um, you know, we've done it now for fifteen twenty years, and we hunt you know all twenty one days of the early Arizona elk hunts, pretty much. Um, it is. It's something you gotta always be thinking about. Um, you know, just if it takes even a one day break during my recent sheep hunt, I went on. You know, I. I took about a, a one-day break at day five and just stayed in camp one morning and ran to town and got a shower and come back and got refreshed. Just get your mental thought process, you know, even refreshed along with your physical physical side of it and uh, took a break from it. It was on one of those days it was, you know, raining and sprinkling a little bit, so I didn't, didn't miss a lot that day. But, you know, maybe taking a break from things for a half a day or something or, or resting a little bit. You know, some of these clients, we push them as, as hard as they will physically go. Um, but, yeah, the mental game of it, that's something that I think you got to, you got you to gotta do it a couple of times before you finally get, get used to it. I'm yeah. sure, sure you've been there, too, where, you know, here you are four, on day 14 with an archery client, and you've had to kind of, you know, keep him going day after day. Um, sometimes that's what it, it takes, so. Yeah, it's kind of like a rhythm. Um, I try not to get too high, don't get too low, know that you're going to have some rough patches, you're going to have some weather screw you up, you're going to have, you know, some people, you know, working in on a bull and, and you're working in on a bull and, you, you know, you get your stock blown up. Um, you just kind of keep plugging away and, and uh, I think that's great advice. Um, Mike, you guys do such a great job uh, with your team there at Burnt Timber Outfitters. I uh, want to give you a chance to let the listeners know where they can uh, follow along, and I look forward to seeing uh, how you and Daniel and the crew uh, do this year uh, with all your clients. Yeah, Jay, we appreciate those those kind words. Um, you know, we keep ourselves small so that we can, um, you know, kind of cater to, to those hunters. Um, try not to book a lot of people in the same unit. Um, but, you know, we've got, Jay Lewis and Daniel Franco and Devin Hancock and, and myself are pretty much the the main players in it. We have a few people that will help us, you know, at some point or another during the year. But uh, just a great bunch of guys to work with. They work, you know, they work together really well. And, um, you know, they're all hard workers and they all love doing what they're doing. Um, you know, they're people, people type of, of a person that, you know, is friendly and easy to get along with. So, uh yeah, it's just a great, great team to be part of. We we love doing That's what awesome. we're doing, and uh, so. BurtTimberOutfitters.com, right? Yes, but BurtTimberOutfitters.com. We're all on Instagram, and it's just uh, um, either Mikey H or Devin Hancock or Franco, and then underscore BTO um, on Instagram. Jay's also on Instagram. J. Lewis underscore BTO. So. Awesome, man. Well, I look forward to – you guys always shoot some giants. I look forward to seeing uh, how your season progresses. And uh, just thanks for the update and the forecast. And uh, just uh, keep keep plowing away and knock them down, all right? We appreciate all you do and all your support, Jay. You're a great friend, and we enjoy talking to you. And, and good luck to you for your hunts this year also. All right, buddy. Take care. God bless.
YouTube.